Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. share today and I've completely changed track okay so bear with me because just during worship I felt the Lord um, I felt the Lord just prompt me speak to me about something different which is kind of funny because I was going to preach on when God is silent and so um, so I've changed track if that's okay and um, what I felt him share with me or encourage me to share with all of us today is, is really simple. And it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And so if you want to turn there, sorry, media guys, I've totally messed it all up today and we've just, we're just going somewhere else. Is that okay? Um, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I am going to start from verse 4. And it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Verse 7 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by, this, by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing. To another miraculous powers to another prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. And then it goes on saying, Just as a body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized in one spirit to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we we're all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is, is not made up of one part, but of many. And it goes on to talk about how one part needs another. It can't separate from one another. And here's what I feel to encourage you today. And maybe it's just for one or two people that needed to hear this. And that is that you are valuable and each one of us is valuable to the king for his work not just for our own work not just for uh, going about Monday fulfilling routine uh, society and our lives can get so boring sometimes can't they boring 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 the same thing over and over again and we can actually forget our value and in today's society, it's so common to be bombarded with the popularity of everyone else. And we forget that we have a king championing us on. He's barracking for you today. He's cheering you on today, no matter what you're going through, no, ma no matter what you think of yourself. You know, that's the good thing, isn't it? That we might have a, quite a dour view of ourselves. We might get a little bit depressed or, or think bad about ourselves, think a bit negatively about ourselves and say, oh, I can't do this or I think this or we maybe we feel tangibly a heaviness on our life. I believe the Spirit is given to lift that heaviness off. 
So we don't have to live in that heaviness, but we do need one another. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes even when you come to church, you don't really feel like worshipping. But you'll get around someone who's just had some happy juice this week and they do feel like worshipping and you get around them and it's like, I needed that. We need each other. We have a catchphrase for this year, spur one another on. And it's something that we all need. Just poke the person next to you and say, I'm spurring you on right now. Don't you just hate those stupid little things that pastors do? They're just weird, aren't they? Especially if you don't know the person and you're just meant to be poking the person. What other social club in society do you do that? It's just crazy. We're, we're weird. But the good thing is, the good thing is, I mean, imagine going to the, the footy game, Crows versus Port Power, and over the speakers, they poke, poke the stranger next to you. You know, it's just like weird. Anyway, so back on track. I believe there's a few people here this morning who need to know that they're valuable. And whatever journey life's taken for you, whatever your feelings are about what you've achieved or what you haven't achieved or what you look like or what you sound like, none of that matters to your Saviour because He loves you. He has died for you. He's given his life for you so that you would know that you're valuable, not so that you would know the depression and the darkness of society and, and how bad things are, but so, so that you would know you are royalty. And he died to actually make us royalty, to bring us into the royal family. There's a whole lot of buzz about the royal family right now, isn't there? And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, you, you'd literally think that they're, they're Jesus is returning that there's I don't know if the baby's come or it's it's on its way or something I don't know but um, but it's it's like there's this hysteria uh, about about a baby now it, it's when you think about it it's just a baby it's just a baby and that's fantastic for that couple it makes no difference to our lives but the media love the sensationalism of I've even forgotten their name anyway um, Me, Megan 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 whatever I'm, I was going to say her name on Suits, you know, but that's, that's a different era. I know none of, none of you watch that. Not, you know, I, I even seen a little trail that some, someone watches Game of Thrones and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you know. You know, that's, that's the kind of war, war stuff that really stirs stuff. I, I love that kind of stuff, I, not the, the irre, irreverent kind of lifestyle stuff, but... It's interesting in, in our Christian circles how prissy we think we have to be with each other. Now, I'm not saying go out and, you know, do this and do that. But so often, and, and I'm going somewhere with this. It's not heading toward football or motorbikes or guns or any of that sort of track. We put on faces for each other that tire us out. They tire us out. Sometimes we put on so many faces, we've forgotten who we actually are. We've forgotten who we are deep within. There's a personality that God's given us. And sometimes we've put on so many faces for so many different people, we forget who we're meant to be around each other. And, and then we actually forget the core of who we are. God has created you with a unique gift that this world needs. And if 
you're not walking in that, I want to encourage you to begin stepping out in who you are. Now, society's taken this the wrong way and it's tainted it and warped it and said, find out who you are and whoever you feel like you are, then be that person, gender, sexuality, be anything you like and that's who you truly are. But that's not who you truly are. Oftentimes those people are walking out their woundedness out of emotion and hurt and and loneliness and rejection and they walk out of that and therefore we have this whole movement which rejects any sort of sense of morality but actually when we truly find who we are we find the truth of morality we find holiness we find uh, we find God ultimately but we actually find our maker and then we find how he's made us If you're struggling with identity issues of I'm not sure who I am, if you're struggling with confusion or even doubts and fears over your gifts and talents, let today be a day where things shift over your life, where you stop thinking negatively about who you are because that's not the way the Father looks at you. He is looking at you today and He's smiling upon you. Some of you will struggle to even understand that, maybe because of your upbringing or your situations, or maybe your boss is just a pure something. And, and it's difficult to imagine God like that because your bosses are just, you're always getting bad bosses. But let me tell you, God's not like that. The Father loves you. He loves you. And He desires good things for you. And one of the things in today's society, funnily enough, we we're at a at the school board. We're at a seminar yesterday. It wasn't exactly a Holy Ghost conference, but it was a, it was a very good training seminar for for boards, school boards. And um, one of the things that hit me was that we in modern church we struggle sometimes to believe why Australia and the world is kind of so against us. And something that hit me when I was listening to some statistics, I won't bombard you with all the statistics, but I was listening, we were listening to one of the guys who, who led the, um, the investigations into child sex abuse, uh, part of the Royal Commission. And, and so he was listing off the 8,000 cases. He didn't list them all off, but he list off that there were 8,000 people came forward and, and Uh, gave their story on abuse and the majority of them were in religious institutions and so I'm listening to this stuff and and I'm thinking this is a little bit hard to handle because I'm part of a religious institution and so are you if you're sitting here today Uh, and and we if you look at it collectively not us personally but we as far as the world's concerned as far as non-christians are concerned are a huge part of the problem when it comes to sexuality and even gender confusion because of the abuse. And therefore, who are we to then take the high moral ground and then blame those very people for being confused and have issues? And so I'm pointing a finger to myself and saying, wow, we've got to be really careful, don't we? We've got to be really careful as Christianities and in today's society of pointing the finger. And so I'm looking at myself and thinking, it changes my viewpoint when I have God's perspective. 
Because when we have God's perspective, we even take our own little opinions out of the scenario. And we actually look from the Father's viewpoint down upon Australia and upon the hurt in the church and hurting people and hurting people say a whole lot of stuff. They don't even mean half of it, but it comes out, comes out of hurt. And so we have this hurting world around us who needs to know that the Father loves them, needs to know the Father loves them. But when we take responsibility and when we have that revelation ourselves, it becomes powerful because we then begin to live out of that revelation of sonship and of daughtership. And this morning, I want to encourage you, if you know Jesus, you are a son or a daughter of the Most High. I mean, it wouldn't be a, it would be a bad thing in some ways, but it would be kind of a prominent position being a son or a daughter of the Prime Minister. You'd be, you know, well-known. I mean, I bet the kids going to school, it's like, wow. I mean, there'd be some opposition, of course, but generally it'd be quite a prominent place. But, but that is such a lowly position compared to what you have. Because you have been given authority from the Father directly. Directly, He has a calling and a mandate over your life. Some of you, even as I say that, I, I sense you going, oh, you know, I've stuffed up, I've missed it, I don't believe that could be for me. It is exactly for you. It's exactly for you. If you suffer from self-rejection, today is a good day to end that. Because the Father's plan is that you wouldn't reject yourself when His plan is for good and to prosper you and bless you and stretch forth His blessing in your life. Who are we to reject that and say, I, I don't want that? You are valued and needed in the kingdom. You might be a hand, you might be a foot or an eye. And the kingdom of God needs every single one of those things. It's interesting here, reading this passage, I remember years ago reading it and thinking, well, those gifts of the Spirit, I want, I want all of them. I want all of them. And that's a good hungry heart to have. Um, but then I would forget about the, the, the mid part there that actually says the Spirit distributes them as he desires. Sometimes we're going after things that aren't ours. We're going after things that are someone else's. God has put in you a specific spiritual DNA that is so unique to you that he loves what he's creating in you. And he loves what he's creating in someone else too, but he's not creating someone else in you. He's creating you in you and him in you. And so we're to stop chasing after other gifts. I often hear prophetic people, and I love it, and I go for it, and I will stand in prophetic prayers and receive prophecies and gifts of prophecies. But I think there can be a little bit of an unhealthy slant in it as well uh, when, when we say, you know, everyone can prophesy and give words of knowledge and everything like that. And, and I believe that actually to be true to an extent, but we also recognize specific spiritual gifts on people. And so there's a, like a higher office that we can operate in. Now, everyone isn't just going to be gifted with all of the different things everywhere all the time. There is a unique DNA that God's given you. And we need it. The church needs it. Needs you, needs your talents, needs your heart, your prayer, your spurring on of one another. Because you are valuable. You are so valuable. You're valuable to us. You're valuable to this region, to this community. And it might take 50 times of listening to this podcast for some to get over the self 
doubt and the fear that some people hold because it's so strong. But that is a stronghold of the enemy. It is not something that's humble. It's not something that you're to carry on with or keep you know, a burden that you're meant to carry throughout your life. It's actually a lesser than. It's a poverty mindset and it's not a kingship. It's not royalty. I remember Karen and I were uh, hanging out with, we had Cheyan, who's a, a leader in California church from H Rock Church in California. He's done a lot of leading of the, the call prayer movements around the world and a great man of God. And we spent a bit of time with him and, and uh, we realized there's something different about this guy. He's just thinking on a different level. You know, the way he's talking, talking about himself, talking about his, I don't know, his whole environment. And we we're talking with some other leaders and they sort of helped us realize, they said, oh yeah, yeah, he walks like a prince. And, and it sort of hit us, and we've always remembered this about Cheyenne. He walks like a prince, and we're like, well, actually, we all should walk like princes and princesses. But some just don't know you're allowed to, especially in the south of Adelaide. I mean, trackies, uggies, the whole bit, you know. Ever been, ever been to colonnades, and you go, I'm at colonnades. I'm not at Marion anymore. But it's good to have a laugh about it as well, isn't it? but not carry a poverty mindset because we're not lesser than. We're not the tail, we're the head. So actually we've been, giving, we've been given victory over mindsets that are lesser than. Negativity, rejection, poverty, all of these things are things that the enemy wants us to remain in so that we won't walk out our gifting. We won't walk in the fullness of what he's given us. He has given you everything you need. Yes, there's more. Yes, there's more to to be revealed and to explore, but He's given you everything. There's so much talent stuffed into you. If you let it all out, it'll be scary to the people around you. Uh, Karen and I are funny because sometimes, I mean, we're, we're, we're personality, uh, you know, D-I-S-C tests. I don't know if you've ever done it. We're D-I's. So, in fact, our whole family are D-I's. So we have interesting conversations at times, and uh, there's a few yeses going on here. And um, dominant influences, that's what D-I stand for. And so... Um, that, that creates some interesting conversations because two dominant influences talk. We both think we know everything. And so, no, I'm just kidding. But we're both right all the time. And so it creates interesting scenarios. But when you learn more about yourself in that setting and you learn that your voice needs to be heard, that actually you have something that other people need, even if you feel like you're not gifted, we need you. The kingdom needs you. The world needs you. I firmly believe there are assignments awaiting us this week. Maybe very small assignments, maybe prayer assignments, maybe hospitality, maybe very practical assignments. I love practical assignments because they're, they're kind of easier than spiritual assignments. Spiritual assignments always get hard because there's a lot of faith attached to it. Oh no, I've got to go and talk to that person. I've got to go and share something. I've got to believe for something. But practical ones are easy. Every single one of us in this room can fulfill practical kingdom assignments this week. And I believe the King needs us. I believe that's why He's given us His Holy Spirit, so that we would be filled with His Spirit and His gifts and talents. If you look at it like the parable of the talents, 
He's given you amazing things. He's given you a voice. He's given you influence. He's given you so many things. I want to encourage you, shake off any poverty. Shake off any lack. Shake off any poor me. Shake off any negativity about yourself. God doesn't think of you like this. Do you know what? Probably no one else does either. Probably other people actually think, wow, that person's amazing. They've got a great heart. But if we can be truthful about ourselves, never be ashamed of being proud about who you are in a, as a son or a daughter of the Most High. Never let anyone look down on you because you're proud of being a kingdom person. doesn't matter what they think of Christians or all the baggage attached to that or maybe some negativity. Never feel lesser than because God has created you and gifted you uniquely for this time. For this time, and I believe if we can hear his heartbeat even today, it, it brings things to the surface that God wants to bring things to the surface. He wants to get rid of poverty, get rid of the lesser me, get rid of negativity, get rid of toxic thinking about ourselves and about other people. We don't have that much time. We don't have that much time to just waste on, on hot air on nothing, on negativity, on things that bring us down, but on kingdom things. When we give time and we give our energy to those things, then we reap a harvest of goodness in our lives. I want everyone to understand this morning and I want us to pray together. Yeah, thank you. I want us to pray together and I want to ask Karen to come and pray as well. Her prayers are a little bit more holy than mine. Um, <laughs> But I, I believe that um, today God wants to just break shame. He wants to break fear. Fear of man, fear of stepping out, fear of ourselves, fear of even the gifting that you know God has put inside of you, but fear of actually following that and actually running with that. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe there's been rejection. Maybe there's been blockages. But to actually follow his calling, follow his leading and ask him for more, believe for bigger, not be in poverty, all of these things. I believe that today's a great day to get rid of a whole lot of stuff. Does that sound good? And it's as simple as just asking him to get rid of it. And then he begins to wash over us with his presence and his power. And he fills us with a fresh, the mind of Christ, new thinking, new thoughts about ourselves, new faith and belief. And so Karen's going to come and we just want to pray. But if you want that today, if you want to let go of some stuff and I want everyone just closing your eyes and if you want to just let go of stuff and just see God touch you in a fresh new way and bringing a fresh new thinking, new atmosphere over your mind and over your home and over your beliefs about yourself and others, then today is a great day to do.